All right, my people, you know how much we love you, and you know how much StravaCraft Coffee loves you, but they haven't been feeling the love from you as much lately, so they've decided to up the ante a little bit, decided to up the offer a little bit. They said, you know what, maybe it's it's us, maybe it's not them. We're going to throw them a little more of a spicy deal here to see if we can entice them a little bit more. So they're throwing you 25% off your next order. That's DNVR25 is the code. You can get 25% off your next order of Strava Craft Coffee. If you haven't tried it, it is rich, tasty, CBD-infused coffee that can help you with so many different ailments. So check out their reviews. You'll be blown away by people's stories and what it's done for them. And you're really going to enjoy this Strava Craft Coffee. Again, the code is DNVR25. That's up from DNVR20. So do not miss out on this. It's their single best offer yet. Oh, hello. <laughs> Welcome into another edition of Three Ring Circus. Now, we were expecting to have a five-man panel here. Uh, you know, it is, a, it, it is the draft spectacular after all. Uh, we had big plans uh, for bringing on the entirety of the DNVR uh, draft pod team. But unfortunately, we've... Uh, We've lo- we've lost one of our men out there. I mean, today is is truly a circus, guys, <laughs> and uh, it, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be off the walls, and it, it already is off the walls. And we we have one of our men, Henry Hank, chiming in in the comment section. Sad face, Hank. What can Ooh. we do? He had a lot <laughs> of technical difficulties. We did everything we could yeah. to save him, but uh, in the end, it, it, he was uh, he was DOA. <laughs> but we do have our guy Andre Simone here, and that you know that's uh that's like thirty percent as good as Andre and Hank. Oh wow! Oh, oh, come God. on, wow! Dre, do you still do you oh, still want to yeah. roll with us for this first segment? Uh, frankly, not really. But I put my Hawaiian shirt hey! on. So I'm ready to go. <laughs> wow, he, he he held off that reveal yeah, for. Yeah several minutes yes that is that is my boy right there i love that dre well now i'm now i've changed my mind entirely because henry only had a t-shirt with with uh palm (laughs) trees on it i was like oh he's the one really bringing it here but no it was dre all along well he tried i mean but uh yeah dre's got the better effort that's going on there that is a nice shirt Right, you got uh, it. Very nice, very nice. All right, Haloan people uh, surfing, so the vibe is correct. Uh, That's great vibe. Are you going to keep that on for uh, for bets later today? I would love to, but are you going to keep yours on for bets later? Hmm. I'll think about it. I'll think about it. (laughs) What what are what are we putting the odds for that? Is that uh is that just an even plus one hundred? You know, we got some bets out here. That's like plus 400 for me to wear this shirt for the rest of the day. Oh, I see what you're trying to do. You're trying to entice me, but you are making the line. So you're going to then just take my money. Uh, Yes, yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, it's just like I'm going to hang out at the bar after bets. Um, something that Dre wouldn't be familiar with. And uh, so, you know, I want to have like some Nugs gear on. Mm. Mm. 
shots after shots. Yeah. All right. But in both uh, ways. I mean, you're throwing shots and maybe after bets, you're taking shots. I might do. I mean, someone in the comments said Henry should take one right now. So uh, <laughs> why would, we, we might as well just all get on that train. 10 a.m. on Friday. It's 10 a.m. is the new for it. Yeah. 10 a.m. is the new 4 p.m. It's like the tailgate, you know? Exactly. Oh, man. Yeah. I can't wait. Okay. So in honor of the draft, we've talked a lot about trade up scenarios, trade down scenarios, all these things that we kind of expect to happen. I, I, at least I, I, I speak for myself here, but I, I think a lot of people feel the same way as the Broncos staying at nine seems like the least likely scenario of trade up, trade down or stay at nine. Um, and so we've done these mock drafts, the live mocks where we went through and, you know, mock the picks to nine didn't do trade-ups or trade-downs in those. And we thought, all right, for the final three-ring circus before the draft, let's get in and really dive into trade-up, trade-down scenarios and maybe make a little game out of it. So, Zach, why don't you explain the game that you have created here? All right. I am Howie Mandel. Do, do I look like him right now? Do I look good? Because we are playing deal or no deal. Oh, man. It just it breaks my heart to see Hank's face on this graphic, but not have him in here. But the show must go on. This is the biz right here. And guys, so here's what we're going to do. I'm going to we have we have five different scenarios. And in each scenario, I'm going to tell you who is available on the board, either the Broncos picking at nine or the Broncos trying to move up. And then we're going to I'm going to give you one deal that is presented. You have to take it or leave it right there because the other team is hanging up the phone and you can't call them back once you say deal or no deal. Then I'll present you another scenario. If you want that one, if you want that trade, you can take it or leave it. You can't go backward. And then I'll present you a third scenario. And who knows? Maybe it's better. Maybe it's worse. And as we go along, one player from the best available, of course, is going to go off the board. So are you going to end up with the million-dollar briefcase at the end, or are you going to end up with the $1 briefcase? Let's find out right now. All right, I wow. love this. It, it, so, wow. so just to clarify here, sorry to to uh, derail your perfect. Yeah, tease. you just destroyed showbiz right there. So, <laughs> so who, so who all is participating? Is it just Dre or or do Mason? No, crack at this it's, too? of course it's all three of you. And then at the end, we'll see who has the you know the the best deal at the end of each one. So anyone, any one of us at any time could say, "I want that deal." Yep, exactly. Okay. Yes, right. you, right. you can. And, and and you could you could all take the deal as well, one deal. All right, so here's what we have. This is a trade-back scenario. You have Rashawn Slater, Patrick Sertan, Mac Jones, and Jalen Waddell all available. So the other four quarterbacks, boom, off the board right here. So you're getting a first call is coming in from New England. They're sitting at 15. They've got their eyes presumably on presumably set on Mac Jones mm -hmm. guys, the deal from new England that's coming in, they're offering their first round pick and they're offering something else, which our producer kale will help me with in just a second. They are offering. Okay. I'm going to have to go in the back end to figure this one out. What they're offering. <laughs> they are offering wow, a good. 2022 first round pick guys. So 15, and next year's first to move up. You guys taking it? Wait, let me just clarify something here. Each each time that you go through one of these, you can accept the deal? No, 
you are so you get one deal for all three of these teams. If you right, accept right. one, you're done. But what I'm saying is, then we get to start all over again. Then the next time, we, okay, exactly, I'm, I'm taking this deal. Um, okay, wow, I like great. this. I like this deal. Mm. Uh, you're getting a future first um, from a team that I don't think is going to be very good this year. Uh, so um, give them Mac Jones, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and then and, and laugh your way to the bank. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know that George Payton would feel this way, but for me, especially if one of the if Mac Jones is the last quarterback on the board, I am not moving down for anything less than a deal that gets me the first round pick next year. And a top fifteen this year, not bad yeah. either. Um, this is the thing about deal or no deal, though that that first <laughs> offer might seem enticing, but you don't know what's uh, what's what's in the next briefcase. So no deal for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. love it. Wow. Love it, Dre. That, and, and well, you got absolutely cra- right. You got a crazy team lur- lurking there right after New England as well. Yeah, so that's right. That's right. It's very true. All right, let's move on. Mace and RK are out. You can also, of course, chime in, though. Next one, Washington offering 1974 and next year's first Dre. Well, Ryan and Mace. Uh, I got to ask, do you think that this is a better deal? Do you think you should have waited? No. The reason why is because you get that, you have that number 15 pick. um, And I think that if you, if you love what's there, then you, you know, you're going to be happy that you got whoever your guy was at 15, but you can also trade back from 15 to 22 and come away with even Mm. more, you know, even more capital. So I'm not kicking myself quite yet. Uh, that I didn't take that deal. But it also depends on what happens when 15 comes up on the board. And there's a legit possibility if the Broncos go down to 15 that they do trade again. That would not shock me at at all if they end up picking in the 20s and George Payton really does go into asset accumulation mode. And also, I mean, of New England and Washington, who do you think is going to be worse next year? I mean, New England's got a bunch of players coming back, of course, from Mm opt-outs. They still have Bill Belichick coaching them, but Washington is in a crap division. New England could improve and still be a a third-place team. Washington might once again finish first in the NFC East with a modest record, which means they're picking no sooner than 19 again. So you guys are you guys are you know thinking about it in the way the Broncos do, but guys, I have to remind you, this game is not deal or no deal, and then maybe another deal or two to help yourself out. No, 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 deal or no deal. So no more trading back, Dre. Do you like this more than what you passed up on? I think it's basically the same. It does count come down to what Mace just said. Who's going to have the better record? Who has a better chance of making the playoffs next year? That makes the New England deal slightly better. I already said no deal to that. I'm saying no deal to this. Oh, boom. Let's go. All right. Dre putting it all out there for this last one. Pittsburgh offers. Pittsburgh with no H. (laughs) Yes, Pittsburgh Mm. offers this year's pick, number 24, 2022 first round pick, and a 2023 second round pick. Dre, you can take this offer. Or you can pick Slater, Sertan, Mac Jones, or Jalen Waddle. Mm. <laughs> Tis a tough one. Certainly is a tough one. You like those two future picks there. 24, actually, I might prefer the range I'm in there than 15, 19. But it's a no deal. I am taking Patrick Sertan. 
Love it. Love it. And so, Dre, after you've gone through all of these, do you feel the best? Is that like you got the best option with Patrick Sertan? Or do you feel like you should have stopped somewhere? No. I should have took the first offer. <laughs> Clearly the best offer. <laughs> I sold a $500,000 briefcase and ended up with like a 50K briefcase. So not my greatest thing. Uh... You know, you're leaving yeah. Los Angeles with, with some cash still. Mm-hmm. So it's not mm-hmm. it's not bad, but uh yeah, you're certainly not flying first class home. Yeah, yeah, yep. You can say that again. Yes. All right. Yeah. Well, I I'd love that. Henry says Dre lost. I'm sorry, Dre. Yeah, and Patrick and Sertan's probably Patrick Sertan might still be there at fifteen when Mace and I are picking. Mm. Yeah, it, it it's very true. <laughs> that I'm not so sure. All right, guys, here's another scenario, which could happen with the Broncos at nine. Not likely, but it could happen. All right, you have Justin Fields, Trey Lance, and Devontae Smith on the board at nine. And guys, because there's multiple quarterbacks, you got teams calling left and right. New England picking up the phone because Mac Jones is gone, but they don't care. They're offering same deal that they were last time, number 15 and a 2022 first. So I'm going to pass on this one this time um, because I think the further that you go back with this, with these options on the board, the more that you're going to get in value for some. Oh yeah, exactly. And for, I was going to say for some odd reason, you're not picking here, but then I realized that's an option too. So um, no deal. You're really going to have to knock my socks off here. Mace. No deal. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm looking at the easy. It, I'm looking at the guys who are available and I'm I'm doing backflips with the guys who are on the board right now. I there's there are two quarterbacks that I like and I haven't had to make a trade up. I mean I I, I I'm pretty much to the point where unless any of these deals are getting into New Orleans Saints for Ricky Williams territory, hmm. I'm not dealing. So, yeah, Dre uh, You passed up on this one last time. You taking it? This is a classic deal or no deal board where the right <laughs> side of the of the board has is left. You know, you have a lot of six digits still available. This is the first offer, and you say no, thank you, no deal. Uh, Trey <laughs> has clearly uh, watched a lot of deal or no deal. Of course, how could you not? Now I don't find it as interesting because I play deal or no deal on the DraftKings app with my buyouts every single day. Used to find it fascinating, though. I want to have a parlay that's so big that I actually get a call from the man in the booth <laughs> that's, like, willing to negotiate with me. Um, and he, was, he's in the glass box looking down at you? Yes. I don't know if you guys saw this, but Darren Rovell had a ticket for yeah. Northwestern, Northwestern to win the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. And then they – and when they were playing at Ohio State, they actually did this, like a real deal or no deal scenario with whatever sports book he was sponsored by. And they were literally calling him, uh, making offers, and he was like that, just trying to decide. <laughs> it was amazing. It was such good content. So what happened? Did, did he end up taking a deal? Well, so he had bet yeah. – what was it, $1,000 to win – 300,000 or something yeah, like it was yeah. crazy <laughs> mm-hmm. and um he ended up taking like 100k okay like, yeah. he, got, mm-hmm. he got he got an amazing deal yeah and then that, they lost 
Yep, yep. So he definitely played that right. And let's see if you guys are playing your cards right. Chicago, they are desperate for one of these guys. They're yeah. calling. They're giving you this year's first-round pick. They're giving you number 83, and they're giving you next year's first-round pick. And, guys, in my opinion, I'm trying to sell you on this one. This may be the most valuable first-round, future first-round pick that we've seen on the board. The problem is I'm already walking to the stand to give my – to pass in my card of who I'm drafting. So again, <laughs> you've got to like run and like, uh, and you're just throwing picks at me, just trying to stop me from getting up there. So n- no deal. Mace, not even close, not even close. No deal. Dre. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a no deal with fields and Lance. Uh, you need a little more. Let's I, see if one, one thing I would consider here is if there was a team at, 10 11 12 here with two quarterbacks on the board i might be more enticed but again not doing it for me all right let's see if washington can trip you on your way to the podium they're offering a first round pick this year they're offering number 62 and they're offering next year's first round pick i don't think that this is going to stop either any of you guys no no all right, so then I got to ask you. I mean, is it a unanimous no? Yes. 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 No deal. So then what is the pick? Which briefcase are you picking up and taking home? Is it Justin Fields, Trey Lance, or the Heisman winner? Uh, for me, I got to stick to my board here. Uh, as we went through yesterday, we ranked our quarterbacks. I have Trey Lance as my number two quarterback on the board, so I'm taking Trey. Yep. Same with me. Stick with the board, except my board has Fields ahead of Lance, so I'm going Justin Fields. And Dre, break the tie for us. The beauty if this was really deal or no deal style would then be we said (laughs) no deal, we have to open our briefcases, and one of us might end up with Devontae Smith and be a big loser. But that's that's not how we're playing. Still better than these deals. I would go. I would go with stick to my board and go with Fields. Though man, I would be enticed by Lance, but no Fields. Oh, uh, holy cow, Sweet, man, Hank, Hank, you got to chime in here because if it's me, mm-hmm. I'm with Ryan. I'm going Trey Lance as well. Who, Hank, hey, save us. Who are you going with, Justin Fields or Trey Lance? <laughs> Let's see if he uh, is still listening, as he promised us he yeah. would. Just a moment of truth. <laughs> well, we'll go Yo, on to the next. We got one. it. Oh, we got it. Let's, let's go. <laughs> all right, go. Ryan. We got we got beat there, but I think you guys all won in that scenario. All right, one more trade down deal. So here's who we have on the board: we have Patrick Sertan, Devonte Smith, Micah Parsons, and Rashawn Slater. No quarterbacks, guys. Five quarterbacks have gone in the top eight picks. So let's see what you guys want to do. First trade offer coming in from Miami. They're calling you with the 18th pick, and they are giving you number or the, with the 20th pick. They're giving you number 20 and number 50. So you're getting a, this year's first and a second round pick to move back. Okay, no deal for me. Easy. No deal. Easy, Dre. Dre's hammering calculations into the trade value chart honestly we're losing a bit of value about uh 50 points on the trade value chart i fear that miami will be our best offer and that with this board as it stacks you don't want to not you don't want to you know stay stay put 
I, I can't sacrifice value though. No deal. Oh, boom. Love it. Love it. All right. Minnesota is calling George Payton's old friend. They're offering number 14, number 78, and a 2022 fifth. So you're not getting as much in return, but you're only having to move back five spots. Ryan? I want to I want to move back as far as possible. No deal. All right. Mace? Mm. I'm tempted because I could mm-hmm. trade down again, but I'm passing. Oh, okay, Dre. Are you are you going against the grain here? It's still no deal. It's no still, deal. Yeah, oh, yeah. guys, I think you may be rewarded greatly for this one. Green Let's Bay coming go. in with number twenty-nine, <laughs> number sixty-two, and a twenty-twenty-two first oh. round pick. Wow. But I do have to remind you guys: you guys are going back all the yeah. way to twenty-nine here. Mm-hmm. Are you still doing this deal with an extra first-round pick thrown in? Yeah, I'm I'm taking this deal, um, and the the guys on DNVR Draft Day Live are gonna hate me because when I get to 29, I'm probably going back again. Um, so, uh, I, look, I've said this a lot. I don't, I, I honestly don't love that many players. Like, like once I, um, once you get past the quarterbacks and the offensive skill players, um, I'm not in love with that many people here. So I want to go back as far as I can, stack up as much value as I possibly can. Um, and, and yeah, um, I'm happy about this. I'm, I love this deal. And, you know, one of the things that I like about it, if we're thinking a few moves ahead, is uh, it's entirely possible that if things go a certain way, that 2022 first-round pick might be being sent back to Green Bay a year from now in some kind of mega deal that in- involves Aaron Rodgers coming mm-hmm. to Denver. Mm, wow that would be something but now as as trip reminds us in the comment section says yeah green bay will pick late so don't forget so in this mega deal that first round pick may not be worth that much i mean they may be picking 29 we know they're not gonna be picking 32 so you don't have to worry about that but you know they may be around that 29 spot dre yeah even if it's a late first you're still essentially just with the two first rounds you're recouping alone uh it's essentially even value and then you're adding a late second so this is by far the better value um pick also i think the 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 board's gonna line up pretty nicely with some talented running backs offensive tackles edge rushers right in that sweet spot at 29 so yes i'm taking this deal and i'm uh i'm quite happy with this one we Got tricky there waiting this one out, but we were actually rewarded. So deal, fine. Did you guys deal. catch? Love did it. you guys catch George Payton though yesterday saying maybe there could be six quarterbacks taken mm, in the first I round? Did. Um, yes. So maybe, maybe it's this. Maybe it's this deal. Maybe George Payton accepts to move down to twenty nine, and everyone's saying, "Oh, well, there's any shot of a quarterback or anything like that." And then the Broncos surprise by getting Kellen Mond, Kyle Trask, oh, no. anyone? No, no, no. I'd, be, I'd be intrigued by Mond, Kyle Trask, Davis Mills. No, thank you to both of them. Yeah, yeah. I'm not taking anyone whose name is one letter away from trash. <laughs> well, well, yeah. Uh, well, he's he's he, kind of trash his mobility. I mean, gosh, I mean. Yeah, Davis Mills and Kyle Trask look like quarterbacks from another era for me. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't mind either, especially Trask. But uh, you know, we 
that would be with the 62nd pick, that would still be a round or two too early with the 29th pick. I mean, just take yep. that pick yeah. and just, you know, send it off to the moon if you're going to use it on Kyle Trask. <laughs> but it would be as valuable uh, that way. Or It'd just like ask for Jordan, Jordan Love, Love in this trade. Right, right. Yep. I mean, yeah. And let's just swap. Don't give me 29. Just give me Jordan Love if that's what we're doing. I don't thought that would be better. terrible. Yeah. Well, better, that would be terrible. That'd be fun. <laughs> That'd be a lot of fun. No, it would not be. <laughs> or ring up, you know, Brett Hundley and uh, Gardner Minshew and all the other quarterbacks that are as good as Kyle Trask or Davis Mills, and you can get them without. I can't do like I'm. I'm admitting my bias here. I literally can't look at a college quarterback with loose sleeves. Like <laughs> Davis Mills just looks like such a clown out there. <laughs> all right well speaking of uh of quarterbacks guys there may be a deal to go the other way to go up and so Let's that's go. what we're talking about here we've got two scenarios for you guys so right now the number three pick just went and it was justin field so what we've got on the board we've got mac jones trey lance kyle pitts and penny sewell i mean a stacked board here and Atlanta says, we're open to moving back, but here's what we demand from you. Hang on. So, Zach, is there going to be more players that go off the board as we make yep. our way toward? Okay, just wait. Uh, yep. Okay. yep. And, and the, the, the board won't change. It'll stay like this. This graphic will stay the same, but I'm going to be picking them off. Okay. All right. Yeah. So let's see what Atlanta is demanding for an instant trade to happen. They're offering or they they demand nine this year, 40 this year. So second round pick, a 2022 first round pick and a 2022 second. So they're saying, oh. give me your first and second round picks this year and next year. Wow. Oh, man, that hurts. That and hurts. you you know why this price is so high, guys, is because they know the Broncos aren't that high on Mac Jones. They know that there's one guy that the Broncos want, and the Broncos need this guy if they want a quarterback. There is literally zero chance of George Payton taking this deal. What about Andrew Mason? Exactly. <laughs> hmm, man. I don't like the, the the thing is I don't like two years of seconds as well as two years of firsts. So I am hey, they're fine. No, they're fine saying no, no deal. They're, they're fine no moving deal. on. I'm oh, saying no deal. Okay. Ryan what about Andre Simone? I've got first every time. <laughs> so the, um, or I, I think essentially everything's on the line right here. The choice is take this trade and get Trey Lance. Or just say no deal all the way through and be happy with whoever lands in your lap, whether that's Pitts, Mac Jones, or Sewell. I'm taking the deal. We're getting Trey Lance. Let's hey! go. Let's go. All right. I love it. Ryan, Are you which, which one are you following? You following Mace or you following Dre? Look, man, I always say this. If you love the guy, go get him. There's no reason to... Fiddle around, mess around, cross your fingers, none of that crap. You, if you like the guy, sorry, if you love the guy, yeah, you yeah. go and get him. And I, I'm with Mace. The Broncos probably don't take this deal, but that's because Ryan Koenigsberg isn't their GM. I love Trey Lance. I want Trey Lance. Deal. 
Deal. Done deal. All right. Broncos are getting Trey Lance. And uh, you know what? In this scenario, though, guys, there's one player that's taken, and it's not a trade. The Atlanta Falcons select Kyle Pitts, meaning at number five on the board, you still have Trey Lance. And what Cincinnati is demanding is the number nine pick and Jerry Judy Mace. I like my deal better. No deal. Um. Now, it, it could Cincinnati trade to another team? Yes, they could. They could, okay. but they're hanging up right after they talk to you. I don't have to give up any draft capital. I'm very deep at wide receiver. I'm taking this deal. Wow. Oh, and, and selecting good. Trey Lance? I'm selecting Trey Lance at number five, yep. Oh, man, and good thing you did because right after hanging up the phone, they were going to talk to the New England Patriots who are oh, going to yes. take Trey Lance as well. So there you go. All right, so so Dre and Ryan, tell me which do, – do you feel like you took the right deal? Do you think you bite bit a little too early? So, so here's the thing. I would have been willing to discuss plenty more draft capital with Cincinnati – um, and you probably still should have been able to get a better deal than what, what you were going to have to get to Atlanta. But I'm not giving up Jerry Judy. No way. Um, so I need, I w- I'd rather have Jerry Judy to help develop my young quarterback than I would to have number 40 in next year's first and second. Now, that, that might be crazy. Um, but to me, I, I would have – like I should have gotten punished for taking the, the first deal and him still being on the board after that. But I don't, I don't want to give Jerry Judy. I'll give you a bunch of other stuff. I don't want to give you Jerry Judy. So I, I, on paper, we definitely got the worst deal, but I didn't want to give up Jerry Judy. Fair. Yeah, I have, I have buyer's remorse. Of course you have buyer's remorse. <laughs> you could have still got Trey Lance, and you could have kept a future first and a future second and a current second. And with the depth that wide receiver in this class, with all that extra capital, you could have easily found so, a replacement for Jerry Judy. The question is, is really, do you think that – um, next year's first, second, or this year's second, any of those players uh, will be as good as Jerry Judy in their career? No. So I personally don't either. That's why I'm feeling pretty good about this. But mm. could I add mm-hmm. three other starters that yes. are of absolutely, e- you know, I think I think yeah. Dre's just being a little selfish here too because he's saying, "What the heck do I do for this next year if the Broncos don't have a first and a second round pick? What what am I talking about next year?" Yeah, and the other Boy. thing is, I mean, there are rec- <laughs> like there are receivers every year in the draft. There, we're not talking about where there are bad receiver classes. You don't really see those anymore because college football is doing such a good job of getting receivers ready for the next level and having them ready to produce reasonably quickly uh, within a year or so after they arrive. I just, it's not like, it's not like tackle. It's not like quarterback receivers are not hard to find. And that's why I look at this deal. I'm saying, thank you very much. I'm probably, you know, maybe it changes what I do dra- the rest of the draft because maybe I'm adding a receiver on day two, or I'm I'm pretty comfortable standing pat with who I've got. Uh, Cortland Sutton, wide receiver one, KJ Hamler, Tim Patrick, Deshaun Hamilton, Tyree Cleveland. I'm pretty comfortable with that group, and if I add to it next year, I will. I'm super uh, underwhelmed by that group without without Jerry Judy. You've got question mark with Sutton. Um, you've got Tim Patrick, who obviously is a solid but not great player. You still got a 
figure out um, what what's going to happen with KJ Hamler. Like, I I, I don't know. I, I just drafted a quarterback. I do not want to take away some of their resources that are going to help them ease into the NFL. Mm, yeah, yeah, and and I understand both guys. I think you all won because I think Trey Lance is going to take that briefcase you got and he's going to make it even more valuable. It's going to be a very good investment regardless of what you give. So I I love it as well. And let's just see what Miami was going to offer uh, if it even got to them, which it didn't even matter because the Broncos are off the board. They would have been offering or they would have demanded 940 and 71. So they would have demanded a lot less, but obviously quarterbacks are off the board unless you like mac jones and heck i would do that but it doesn't matter because you already got your quarterback all right let's go to the final one here guys and it's another trade up scenario and we have a board that falls pretty good in this one you got justin fields you got trey lance you got mac jones i don't think mac jones is supposed to be on there and you've got kyle pitts that may be maybe my bad though so we're gonna say justin fields trey lance and kyle pitts because mac jones just went off okay i was gonna say what at number three I was yeah, going to say, like, did uh, San Francisco just fold their franchise? <laughs> yeah. So they took Mac Jones, guys, and this is a, a situation that is very possible. And so Atlanta, they may not be asking for as much, guys, because they there's two guys mm-hmm. that, that are available here. And so that pick isn't as valuable because the Broncos can let it slide. So they're demanding number nine, number 40, and next year's first round pick. And so you guys know that either Trey Lance or Justin Fields is guaranteed to be there with the next pick if you don't take this deal. So what are you doing? You taking this deal to get your pick of them, or are you rolling the dice and seeing who falls? So the question here is, is Cincinnati, though, going to have you by the balls after this because (laughs) they know you really want a quarterback, and now there's only one left, unless there's a chance that Atlanta just stays put and picks Kyle Pitts. I have to imagine with two quarterbacks on the board, there's a lot of offers flying in. They're going to get something that they really like here. Again, you know, I hate to be repetitive here, but this is the same question for me. Do you love the prospect? I do love the prospect. I don't want to take any risks that I don't get Trey Lance. Uh, So while I like Justin Fields too, I've said this many times, you do not have um, a – you know, you, you, there's no such thing as loving all your children the same. You have a favorite child. I have a favorite child. It's Trey Lance. You got a deal. Done deal. Mm. Love it. Ryan is married to Trey Lance right now. Mace, what are you doing? You know what? I get the I get the guy that uh, I want, and it's an ex, it's an acceptable amount of capital. I mean, the, the thing that made me blanch the last time was two ones and two twos, but you're keep, you're keeping the second round pick next year. So George Payton can kind of deal, can kind of deal with that and, and make some moves to add more capital. I'll take this deal. Mm-hmm. Done deal. Mace is off the board too. Dre, you following in the footsteps and just ending this right now. Let me tell you something about the <laughs> <Uno> deal. <laughs> There was once this lady at Deal or No Deal and her father was in the audience, a regular viewer of the show. She had two big cases left, 250,000, 500,000. The offer was less than 250,000. What was the advice her father gave her? Never take an offer that is lower than your second highest case. 
Right? Right? (laughs) We have two big money cases left here, boys. I'm not taking this deal. No deal. Hanging tough. Seeing what sticks. And if Kyle Pitts goes, then my world just opened up. So I'm ready to roll here. And one way or the other, whether it's a good case or a bad case that's opened here, I'm still going to land on my feet with this next one. Well, let's open the briefcase and see if Dre plays his cards right. Kyle Pitts is taken by Atlanta. You have Justin Fields and Trey Lance fall to Cincinnati here. And what Cincinnati is demanding with both of these guys still on the board is number nine and a 2022 first round pick. Dre, you know you're going to get one more offer at a shot at one of these guys, potentially both of these guys if something crazy happens with Cincinnati what are you doing yeah I uh I can get greedy here and wait it out and also you know you got to consider that I can trade Drew Locke after I make this deal as well and recoup some of the draft capital I'm giving up but as I just uh as I just explained when you have two good cases left you have no pressure to take a deal standing with that principle that that pops on deal or no deal episode I watched five years ago taught me no deal. No deal. And guys, big deal coming down the line right now. You have Cincinnati getting a call from the Oakland Raiders who have been quietly in the quarterback market. They slide up and select Justin Fields here. So Justin Fields off the board at number five. So that means Trey Lance is still on the board for Miami at number six. And Dre, the Miami Dolphins are demanding number nine, number 40, and number 71, so all all picks this year. So you would be without any pick until the fourth round. Are you doing this? Yes, easy peasy. We're taking Trey Lance. We're taking the deal, and we're going to get back one of those two day two picks we just sacrificed in a Drew Lock trade either this year or next year. So I have no issue with it whatsoever. Deal all the way. All right, there there we go. I absolutely love it, guys. And actually, I'm happy that we finally got to Miami, where Miami is still on the board, because yesterday, uh, George Payton very, very interestingly threw in there that he he talked to uh, Miami's general manager on Wednesday. Now, the two did work together for, for five years, so they could have just been shooting the shit. But George kind of made it seem like Back. they weren't just shooting the shit. What? Shooting the oh, I stuff. I didn't know. We, I didn't know we were working blue here, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were shooting. He made it clear that they weren't really doing that because they, they weren't just. Uh, he wasn't giving him advice, so I thought that was interesting. Why would he mm. tell that? Like, why would he share that information? I don't know. I don't know. What? Why do you think? I mean, to me, it feels like uh, a little way to make people think that the Broncos might trade up to six um, because the Broncos don't want to trade up at all. Um, And so they're trying to get people to jump them to go take quarterbacks so better players fall to them at night. Hmm. Maybe. And I mean, it was, it was very discreet. So if he did that uh, hat tip to him. That no one else has any uh, any comments on that. <laughs> oh, I think you've read the situation pretty well. Um, don't like it though. Don't like. It. Yeah, it, it, it was just an interesting, mm-hmm. a lot of interesting little tidbits. Um, there was one where he did an interview with James Palmer, and he said something along the lines of like, 
if it doesn't work out and we don't get a quarterback, then we're okay with Drew as our starter. I was like, did he just actually say that? Like, yeah. But and then I'm like, he had to have done that on purpose. Right. George is a really smart guy, and that one got me as well, guys, because what what are we doing here? Are, are we intentionally throwing out smoke screens? But then also, you're kind of throwing your quarterback under the bus, your starting quarterback, and they've they've constantly done that this offseason by saying, you know, Drew's not good enough. We, we need to bring in competition. Uh, you know, we like where he's at, trying to trade for Matthew Stafford. You know, it comes out that the Broncos were inquired about Teddy Bridgewater, uh, and so if he's your starting quarterback and you know that, why are you doing that to him or, or else, you know, he is throwing out hints of what he's going to do by trading up. Yeah. That was totally a Drew lock is my safety school vibe in that whole thing. Yeah. That's what I, that's, that's what I heard. Like, okay, well, if we, you know, we, we've got these possibilities and we're really keen on them, but if we don't get them, yeah, we're, we'll, we'll be okay with Drew. And I'm just, and I heard that I'm thinking, if Drew Locke hears this, what is he thinking when he hears but that comment? If it's a smokescreen, which I just feel like it has to be, um, then you've already talked to Drew about this. And you've yeah. told him, hey, look, we're going to kind of let some stuff get out there. We're trying to, you know, uh, manipulate the board for ourselves. So don't take any of this personally. And, heck, I might tell him that even if I was still planning on getting a quarterback just in case the board <laughs> falls a certain way. And then if it, and then if it does happen, you're like, look, man, we had no idea that Trey Lance was going to be available. At number six, we had to do what we had to do, but look, you know, we still believe in you, blah, blah, blah. But no, here, here's what you do, Ryan. Would this. Yeah. That, that call that's made to drew to uh, explain, you know, we didn't expect the board to fall like this. You're saying we didn't expect the board to fall like this. And by the way, we just traded you to, you know, Detroit for a fourth round pick. And then you don't have to worry about hurting his feelings. Uh, that's very true. Yeah. Um, and then so, if you pass on a quarterback that speaks louder than anything, right? That you're our guy for this season and we didn't draft someone in the top 10. Right. Yes, Exactly. Um, Mace, I, I noticed you're very active in the comment section. I wanted to let you know you can address comments that are in there <laughs> on the show. But they, they're not really in the flow of conversation on the show, though. So I'm kind of I'm trying I'm trying to have both tracks going here. I'm trying to participate in the comment area. But knowing that if I cut but knowing that if I if I bring it in, it derails the natural flow of the conversation that everyone's having. So that's why it just didn't well, it, it didn't seem to work in, in the show. Contact. Well, spe speaking of of the the comments, Trip, who uh, I found out is the big Tabowski, said, "Zach, I thought you guys said shooting the ship. That's exactly what I said. I don't know what you guys thought I said, but I said we we're just shooting the ship." Yeah, exactly. Um, in the night, Trip uh, noted Trey Lance hater, um, <laughs> saying that uh, what was he saying that Drew Lock is better than Trey Lance? Is that what you were kind of going back and forth there, Mace? Uh, we're talking about the accuracy a little bit because he's like because he mentioned how uh, that Cortland Sutton, for example, because I, I took the the trade that traded Jerry Judy and was left with Cortland Sutton. That Cortland Sutton needs and you know someone who's accurate to uh, to to get it to get him the ball so he can kind of win the jump balls. And I'm like, wait a minute, we're talking about Drew Locke being being accurate. Trey Lance is literally far more accurate at the point where he's entering the draft than Drew Locke was. And Locke was literally the least accurate quarterback in the NFL last year. Yeah. I mean, so I mean, that's inarguable. Yeah. Uh, you know, 
uh, while we still have you, Andre, I wanted to ask you this. Where mm-hmm. do you think Drew Locke would be coming out of Missouri in mm-hmm. this draft class? In terms yeah. of the quarterbacks, mm-hmm. he would have the um, he would be in the same tier where I have Mac Jones, so he'd be competing for that fifth spot right there. Um, Mac, of course, has the fact that he's only got one year of experience that um, kind of hurts him, and he doesn't have some of the athletic and natural ability that um, Drew has, certainly coming out of Missouri in the same conference, but. Obviously, um, Mac has incredibly more consistent tape um, and a bit more refinement on, you know, some of the technical stuff. And uh, that leads to a a more consistent approach and cleaner tape, as I mentioned. So it would be a really interesting conversation to be had between Mac Jones and um, Drew Locke in this class. But for me, he would rank below the... um, the, the top, top four. Yeah. And of mm. course, you know, I, I mentioned only one year of experience for Mac Jones. Legitimate question for Trey Lance as well, especially coming from the FCS. To me, Trey Lance is a rule breaker, though, just because of the level of talent, his ascension. I mean, he redshirts as a freshman, then instantly in one year takes over, dominates the FCS. I think it's easy to watch highlights or what have you and say like, oh, this isn't going to translate. But when you really dig into the tape and you see some of the drops, you see how much of an NFL pro style offense he's already running, how polished he already is under center, calling plays with his footwork, with his accuracy and timing, uh, how much they're using boots and stuff that are, you know, commonplace in the NFL. I think his game translates a lot. And that's why Trey Lance, typically his profile, wouldn't qualify for a first round grade, but for me, he's a true rule breaker um, to where that those raw tools and that natural talent just ticks up so high. Not to mention the circumstances are obviously different to where in any normal year an FCS season is played. He couldn't because of the pandemic. So I give him a bit of a pass, but yeah, that's, that's how that stack up. And you know, what's interesting about Lance too, is sometimes I just step back and I know that there's so much around San Francisco and, and all that, but I step back and say, Trey Lance to the 49ers, if I were kind of matching a team with a quarterback, with a scheme, with a situation, because they have Jimmy Garoppolo, that Lance of the 49ers is the one that really just makes the most sense. If you're putting together a marriage, that's likely to work out. That's what Zach and I said the, the moment yeah. the trade was made, right? Yeah. It's like that's the perfect yeah. fit. Um, the other thing that kind of makes me think that too is I actually uh, see a little bit of comparisons between Trey Lance and, and Colin Kaepernick, yep. which right. can just like d- send your mind to San Francisco, you know? Right. Yeah, absolutely. And Dre, when you were talking about uh, Trey being a rule breaker, man, I just, a good nickname could be bad boy, Trey Lance. I would absolutely love it. And so Dre, I gotta, I gotta put your, uh, your Drew Locke and Mac Jones right here uh, to the test. Let's say all four quarterbacks are gone by the Broncos pick and Mac Jones is there at nine. Not what the Broncos would do. Mm -hmm. What would you do if Mac Jones is available? You know, he's my 26th ranked prospect in this class. I think similar kind of upside to a Drew Locke. Um, So that would really line up to where I would have guys ranked higher on my board than Mac Jones if I was stuck at nine and I would be looking to trade down. Um, So it's a conversation I'd have, Um, you know, obviously in a, in an NFL front office, it's different from just me stacking my board at my own home year round, we can talk to our offensive coordinator. We can think of how does he fit in our offense? How can we put him in the best situation to succeed and what have you? Maybe those factors are enough 
to lean on um, Mac Jones. But for me personally, with just what I know in a vacuum, no, I wouldn't take Mac Jones. Very fair. Very fair. Well, Dre, we lied to you. We said we'd get, well, I guess we no, we're honest. We said we'd get you out by 11 and then it's 11 on the dot. Thank you for joining us, my man. That was an absolute blast. And boy, did we pick the perfect game to play with the master of deal or no deal. Yeah, my dream has always been to be on Deal or No Deal with Howie Mandel, tell the stories I told. Probably will never happen. This comes in as a very close second, though. So I no. thank you. A dream of a lifetime, true. And you so didn't I, have to leave your house. That's right. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. Sorry we Love didn't it. sorry we weren't on models showing you the uh the cases though. Mm-hmm. But Bomani Locks, I think, is our favorite model uh, who has the... Uh, I'm sure I butchered that name. Okay, guys. So Nate, anyway, <laughs> see you, Dre. <laughs> see you, Dre. Uh, wow, he got called McLovin in the comments. Uh, all right, before we move on to the red zone, we got to give a shout-out to Breckenridge Brewery. It's a little Breck Brew Friday, as you know. Uh, there's no better way to get your weekend started than with an ice-cold can, ice-cold glass of Breck Brew. Um, and, of course, you can go down wherever you uh, you buy your liquor store, wherever your local liquor store is and get you some good company hard seltzers. I've got a fridge full of them for this weekend. Of course, this is also the weekend of the DNVR golf tournament, which is going to be off the chain you know i'm coming strapped with some breck brews uh when we show up there and we'll even have breck brew on the course uh tomorrow out at out there so huge shout out to breckenridge brewery one of our favorite partners of all time uh and enjoy you some breck brews on this breck brew friday and if you want some money to buy Breck Brews, well, I got the best way for you to do that. Take five minutes, guys, just five minutes. Go go on to Gabby.com slash DNVR. That's G-A-B-I dot com slash DNVR. And you'll be able to save so much money that you'll be able to buy Breck Brews for a year probably because we all at DNVR have gone on to Gabby.com slash DNVR and saved hundreds of dollars. Drew Creaseman, AJ, Lindsay, they all saved hundreds when they went on to Gabby.com and Eric Weedham saved $1,300 per year when he went on to Gabby Insurance. And what Gabby does is they take just some very, very basic information from you. Literally, guys, it takes five minutes. They take that and they compare all of the insurance rates for home and car owners insurance with the top 40 insurance providers like Progressive, Nationwide, and Travelers, and they get you the best rate possible. And this comes out to hundreds of dollars in savings. I believe the average person that checks out Gabby saves over $900 a year and it takes five or 10 minutes and there's no downside because they don't sell any of your information. So head to Gabby.com slash DNVR if you want to save hundreds, if not thousands of dollars. And when you do that, you support us. So check them out. Gabby, G-A-B-I.com slash DNVR. You know what else you can do if you save a little money? If you're not a DNVR member, you can become a DNVR member, of course. There's so much that goes along with it. You can you can comment on any of the podcasts and get in on the conversation. You can read our written content. You're going to get that free uh, DNVR shirt with your annual membership. You can chat in the Discord with a lot of like-minded fans, have some good debate without the stuff that you don't want. But you also have this new perk for the next 300 members. If you sign up to become an annual DNVR member, you'll not only get your free shirt from the DNVR locker, but you also get a recover 
holistic stick from holistic wellness. Holistic wellness is all about CBD. The stick will send you packs 10 milligrams of CBD, and this one's focused on recovery. All you do is pop the top of the stick, pour in a drink, stir, and consume. They are amazing. So check out the reviews at holisticwellness.com. That's H-O-L-I-S-T-I-K, wellness.com. And if you want more, they're offering our listeners 30% off the first purchase using that code DNVR30. So you can get an annual membership, a free DNVR shirt, and a holistic stick with a coupon inside. It's a heck of a deal. And make sure you use that DNVR30 code if you go for the sampler pack. So head on over to the, D, the DNVR.com, become a member of the family, and take advantage of all the benefits that continue to expand by joining the DNVR family. All right. Speaking of DNVR family, speaking of DNVR members, we have our challenger here Let's for the Red go. Zone. It's our guy Brent G. Brent, what up? How you doing, man? Oh, oh no! I can't hear you. you uh -oh, did. Uh -oh, uh -oh. <laughs> uh -oh, no, we don't have you. <laughs> He's even rocking the sweet DNVR shirt right here. Oh, wow. We also got Mace is down. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, things have gone awry. <laughs> yeah. I'm... I told you this was a uh, th this was a circus show today, and I certainly wasn't kidding. <laughs> um, Brent, one of the things you may want to try is Cam Mike at the bottom. If you click on that, you'll be able to uh, select a different input or output. Maybe that will uh, do the trick right there. Like a little settings button. Right. Right. It's a, Hey, we've had, we've certainly had our own technical issues today. So no sweat Brent at all. <laughs> all right. Well, it's not working for him. So maybe we're going to have to, why don't we pull him off? Kale, maybe you can uh, uh, help him there. Uh, I don't know if there's anything that you can do. Uh, we can get Mace back on here. Maybe we can even get Dre back and have him enter the red zone. Oh, I don't know if I want to face him, but we can see if we can make that happen. Let me see if I can get Dre back on while you guys kill some time. All right. So, guys, we did have a very important press conference yesterday. George Payton's pre-draft press conference. What was the biggest thing? We've already touched on a couple of things, but Dre, what was, or Mace, what was the biggest thing that you took from it? Mm, I mean, just, I think the, the willingness to, uh, to trade down and trade up or trade up, but uh, really none of that was a surprise. I'll tell you one thing that kind of went under the radar that really is interesting and has long-term implications is what he was saying about the Zoom interviews that they have with guys. Ordinarily, of course, in a typical year, you'd have – 30 in-person visits uh, at your team facility. You'd get to talk to guys at the combine for 15-minute bursts, and then and then you'd basically be trying to play catch as catch can uh, at the senior bowl with the shrine game at pro days. This year, without those access points, it was all about getting guys over Zoom, and instead of getting 15 minutes at the combine, you get a guy over Zoom for an hour, and he said that – you, they talked to 250 guys on the Zoom conversations for an hour apiece, and it's really possible that you learn more about those guys, even though they're they're not in person. You get a chance to learn more by talking to guys for longer than in a normal year. Zach, RK, I think this is something that might stick after this year, and it's it's something that George Payton seemed to like, and I think a lot of teams uh, like the increased time they were getting with guys, even though it was virtual. 
Yeah, George Payton certainly really liked it. And that'll be interesting if that's one thing that stays. It's clearly something that that George Payton would like. Uh, And they talked to over 250 guys. So they are clearly doing all of their research here. My question for you guys, smokescreen or no smokescreen on the quarterback smoke? I don't think it's a smokescreen, guys. I think I think it is very clear that there are one or maybe two guys that the Broncos have their eyes on, and I don't think it's really a surprise on who it is. I think it's Justin Fields, and then maybe Trey Lance is also that second guy in there. Just the way George Payton talks about it, I mean, he would just be playing all of us masterfully the way he talked about it. But guy, I think they have I think they have a guy in mind, but I don't think that they're going to trade up to four. I don't think they're going to give up so much, unless the price isn't that high, but just the one spot that I could absolutely see happening is if Justin Fields or Trey Lance falls to six, I could absolutely see a deal getting done there because then it's not involving a future first-round pick, and you're not giving up so much, but you are getting a quarterback that you've wanted all offseason. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they're going to give up. They're going to make a deal even to six or seven that involves losing in terms of draft capital. That was one reason why, um, of course, Benjamin Albright last night mentioned on the radio that Miami had called the Broncos about trading down from six to nine. And so we know that Chris Greer had the conversation, had a conversation with George Payton on Wednesday, something that uh, Payton alluded to yesterday. And so there certainly certainly is the – repartee in place between the Dolphins and the Broncos but I don't think that George Payton is going to want to do, do a deal where they're getting where they're where they're getting fleeced in terms of draft value and that's why on Twitter last night I tossed out a deal where the Bronco where the Broncos would have a slight disadvantage in, in draft capital value but they would have the same number of picks as they did before and that would be sending 9 and 40 to Miami for six and 81. That's the type of deal I think George Payton would want to make. I think uh, deals where they're not getting back acceptable draft capital are going to be DOA for George Payton. All right. Let's see if Kale can give us a little update here. I know we have Dre mm-hmm. back if we need him. Do we have Brent? Brent, Brent, we'll, we'll troubleshoot this and we'll get you, uh, we'll get you in mm-hmm. next time, Brent. Yeah, Thanks for, for sure. trying today uh, though. Appreciate you taking the time to hang out. And oh. that, uh, I think that's a Steve Atwater Jersey on the wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, and did you fire. see the shirt? He was rocking too. He yeah. was rocking a fire shirt. He really, he really brought it. Uh, unfortunately mm. now we have to go back to just regular old Dre. Oh, but we're, we're going backwards hat Dre. I love it. Yeah, quite the uh, quite the change since you last had me. You guys really caught me as uh, I was kicking my yeah. feet up here. Uh, <laughs> well, sorry Hawaiian to throw shirt. you in the fiery red yeah. zone now, Dre. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, hey, it's not the backwards hat. It's the thinking cap. Mm, exactly, mm. exactly. I just hope Peyton and the Broncos don't have all these technical difficulties come draft day because uh, that could prove disastrous. (laughs) Good thing they'll all be together for that. And won't. it's not going to be like last year. And Dre, I I mean, you really were kicking your feet back. You got the shirt unbuttoned. Maybe I got you a little relaxed, which is good. That's right. I I, like, I think Dre has a shot here. I think Dre has a shot here. I think so too. I think so too. And guys, yesterday in our uh, company Slack, I was called out by uh Lindsay Sauer, our director of sales for uh, my poor performances in these. So uh, hopefully oh, I don't wow. disappoint again. Oh, wow, All right. Wow, wow. Okay. 
Let's begin. And of course, Dre, as you know, these are questions from the last five seasons for uh, the fir- for the first stage of the red zone. And we're going to start with a look at George Payton and his previous stop, Minnesota, because la- the last two years, Minnesota has led the NFL in draft picks. How many draft picks did George Payton's Vikings make in the last two years? Combined? Combined. The last two years. 23. When Mace doesn't say anything, that means it's wrong. (laughs) I'll tell you if you're right. Um, I did. I just to throw it out there. I did think this was Broncos trivia. Yeah, this is definitely trivia. It's it's worth trivia. Last year alone, I think they had damn near fourteen. Um, I'm going to say. How do they? Trey's going to be closer. Twenty-two. Oh, he went. I think I'm going to win. Actually, I'm going to win. Actually, actually, Zach is closer. Yeah. Yeah. What what was it? Seven. Okay, how Holy many of those guys did they cow. keep on the team come week one? Like, if you if how many do they have last year? Fourteen. Fifteen. How wow. many guys made the team? Oh my yeah. gosh! Well, that's crazy because if Ryan, it's a great point. How many of those guys made the team? Yeah. Obviously, what you're doing is you're just making a much smaller undrafted free agent class. Mm-hmm. But what George Payton said yesterday was, if you have seven picks and you only hit on fifty percent of them, well, then you're probably only getting three players. I wonder when you have fifteen picks. It's not like. 10 of those are in the first two rounds where you're surely going to hit 70% of those. I mean, a lot of those guys have to be day three. Yes. What's the success rate when you have 15 picks? Cause it's, I don't think it's going to be 50% uh, like it would be in the other scenario he threw out. I think it'd have to be lower. He likes the, he likes getting to round five, round six, round seven, and having a lot of darts. That's that, that's what the Vikings did. And, uh, if George Payton follows the Vikings philosophy, that's what the Broncos are, are going to do. I mean, they're already kind of well set up because they've got three seventh round picks this year. So they've got dart, dart, dart there. It's just a question of whether they take some of those, uh, you know, fourth and fifth, fourth round choice, yeah. fourth and fifth round choices, and maybe convert them in extra choices by moving down. That's those are the kinds of day three, day three trades that you could see happening at, to get to kind of a magic baseline of 10 draft picks that was alluded to yesterday. He had 12 in day three last year alone. <laughs> yes. Last two my years. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Cause from the media perspective, a lot of day three picks is a, that is a worst case scenario in yes, terms of covering the draft. As, uh, I mean, there was there was one year where Mike Shanahan in 07 traded out of the rest of the draft and he and it was a fourth round pick Marcus Thomas and that was it and the media was ecstatic at that yeah. development. Thank you. <laughs> they only had four draft picks that year though, and that was you know it's, it's a different philosophy. The Broncos with John Elway. So now we've seen more draft picks in recent years, but always kind of went in the draft thinking okay. Is there a roster spot for this guy? And if there wasn't, they would be more inclined to be able to surrender day three capital thinking, okay, well, we've got, say, nine roster spots and pick 10, 11 probably isn't going to make the team. And so let's just go ahead and and nix that. George Payton and the Vikings 
operate with a completely different philosophy. They they're not afraid to cut guys right away if they don't That's, stick yeah. in their draft picks. It's very different than what we've seen around here. All right. Yeah. Let's get on to the next question. The the next question. So the American Athletic Conference loves to market itself as the as part of the Power Six, and certainly, with all respect to the Mountain West, they're they, they've done better on the national stage in recent years. So they may have a point. So let's take those six conferences: the American, ACC, Big Ten, Big Twelve, Pac twelve, and SEC. Which of these conferences has produced the fewest Broncos draft picks in the last five drafts? <laughs> Um, okay. I'm going to go a little shocker. SEC? No way. Oh, that sounds on the money. No. No way. No. No way. But the SEC is actually number yes. one, by the way. Right. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. It's a counterintuitive. <laughs> Literally every draft pick I thought of in my head was in the SEC. I was like, Jerry Judy, I mean, Drew Locke, Alberto Cuebano. <laughs> right, like, Missouri alone swings this. Like whatever conference <laughs> Missouri is in actually would determine uh, this entire stat. I'm going to say the Big 12 with that in mind. Yes, I was going to say it's it's the conference that Missouri isn't in. Correct. Correct. The Big 12 oh. in the last five drafts has only produced one Broncos pick. Okay, let's figure out who it is. One Bronco out of the Big 12 in how many years? Last five years? Last five years. <sighs> wow. Um, so what schools are we talking? We're talking... Um, okay, so Oklahoma. Oklahoma, Oklahoma no. State. Texas, Oklahoma no. State, no. Texas. Texas. No. Texas. Oh, it's Kansas State. It's Dalton Reisner. Nice. Yeah. Oh! Nice, Dre. Yes. <laughs> we maybe should have saved that for the bonus question, but that's okay. yeah, that that's a good one. All, All right, right. All right, Dre, the, we're tied. The tiebreaker. All right. In in 2016, the Broncos drafted eight players. All but one officially were listed as starters for at least one game in Denver. Who was the one who never officially started a game? Wait, so say that question again. In 2016, the Broncos drafted eight players. Only one did not start at least one game in Denver officially. Who is that one? Oh, uh, okay. this is a. This... So you have <laughs> Paxton Lynch that started. Yeah, this is trick a... wire question. Oh, boy. Note I'm saying officially started. So going right. into the game book as a starter. I'm going to lay down the answer first. I, I probably even have this draft class wrong, but it's a counterintuitive one. Andy Janovich. Mm, no, 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 no. Oh, man. I'm just I, I'm just trying to understand the trip part of this. So this was uh, Paxton Lynch. This was Devontae Booker. This was... Um... It's weirdly, it's pretty solid draft class for... How bad it was at the top. You Simmons in there? Yeah, Simmons guy, is in there. Simmons is in there. This guy is actually this guy oh, would actually oh, Will be Parks. a good pick. Will no. Parks. Oh no. This guy would actually be considered a good pick for when they got him. A and good probably pick. should still be here. In twenty six I mean uh... And he was first on the depth chart. Yes, that's that's why it's a tripwire question. Because if you go on the Royce depth chart, Freeman? He, was, he was a first teamer. Oh no, that was later. But 
officially that he was not listed as a starter on any game book. Okay, so what freaking position could I mean? I love the fullback there. That was on. Like, oh, your... Riley Dixon. Yes. yes! Oh, yeah. Dixon. Riley Dixon. <laughs> oh man! Wow. Oh. Yeah, that's a tough one. It's so weird. Okay, so that class obviously the biggest bust of the John Elway GM era in Paxton Lynch. Mm-hmm. You go on down from there. Everyone else was a was like a average draft pick. Gotsis, whatever. Yeah. Simmons. Booker played for being a fourth round pick. Like you, you got your return on that value. Connor McGovern was a starter. Um, Andy Janovich was a, a starter. Will Parks plays a lot. Riley Dixon, you should have kept him. Like top to bottom, there were no misses except for the number one draft pick. And Gotsis is, you know, you can probably make the the case that he was a miss. Yeah. But mm-hmm. you got you got production out of every single player in that class except for Paxton Lynch. Man, yeah, that 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 is pretty crazy. And guys, we wouldn't have had the Marquette King era if uh, if they didn't trade uh, Riley Dixon. Hey, Marquette King can hit a lamp post. Did you guys see that video a few weeks ago? No. Yeah, he's yeah. putting out all sorts of videos. Yeah. Um, you know, and Marquette King is a, is an interesting case. You know, when he was good, he was really really good. And he, you know, he keeps tweeting out, like, if this is a performance-based business, why don't I have a job? He's posting his stats. And it's like, it's because you're the punter and you cause drama. The punter just can't. It's not allowed. The punter's not allowed to cause drama. The punter's not allowed to beef with the media. The punter is not allowed to take attention away from other people. Like, I'm sorry, dude. Like, I was all about his personality and all that stuff because it was fun. And then he let it go the other way. And, like, the fact that there was, like, a media beef with the punter and a radio station. Other teams know that. And they're just like, there's no way we're bringing in a punter who would beef with the media. Yeah. I mean, look what happened to Todd Sauerbrunn after he hit a cab driver. And after he was so vocal about saying he was going to kick to Devin Hester. I mean, he, he was gone within weeks of actually within days of the latter of the, of the, of the two moments for him. Um, Look who replaced Mark at King. And he was not a good. He was not good at his job. But Colby Wadman, you can literally, you can't think of one thing he said except for that he was like working for his mom or something. When he got the call. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, at a dentist's office. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like and he never no did anything notable him. ever again. And no one has signed him since. Can you yeah, believe that? He was really bad. I mean, yeah. um, Colby yeah, I can, Wadman, I he was that. the replacement level punter. Yeah, totally. yeah, he, he yes. was. Do you guys remember the uh, the Chucky signs that Marquette King yes. made and brought yeah. in? <laughs> like the punter, I'm sorry, the punter's just not allowed to get attention. Yeah, yeah. And, and and the kicker is only allowed to get a little bit more attention. But we we all remember Peyton Manning back in the day referring to the idiot kicker Mike Vanderjet when he played for the Colts after Vanderjet was speaking out too much. That if punters and kickers, with rare exceptions are there to be seen and not heard. Yeah. And like Brandon McManus, you know, I mean, I've even got on him for taking up too much attention because he threw his helmet in anger. Like you're not allowed to do that either, but he's good enough to keep his job. Uh, Mark King was also really bad in Denver. The other thing that McManus has done that's allowed him to have a voice that's really smart on his part is get involved with with the NFL PA and be being the player rep gives him plenty of time on his hands. Yeah. Yeah. And being the player rep gives him more credibility 
in a locker room than most kickers have. And yeah. so I would actually tell every punter and kicker that if they want to kind of really kind of establish their, their place, their hand in the locker room, get involved with union stuff. Yep. Okay. Uh, do either of you have a bonus question that you can use for Dre to I stay alive? Have, and, and I go do to the have a round? bonus question. I do. Oh, Mace's got a bonus for Dre. Love it. Okay. All right. I mentioned, of course, that, that the SEC had produced more Broncos draft picks in the last five drafts than any other conference. What conference is next, and how many did that conference produce? I've got my guess. How many? He doesn't yeah. have to get how many. Just get the conference. Just I'm going to say conference. the Conference of Champions. They've uh, they've really liked the Pac-12. Those uh, West Coast scouts are getting a lot of work. Again, if Missouri swung the SEC, Utah probably swung the Pac-12 pick. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going Pac-12 all the way. You're close. Oh! Pac-12 has eight. The Big Ten. Dang. Nine. They do love them, the Big Ten. Yeah. yeah yes, same. they do, especially uh, tight ends. Josie oh, Jewell, true. you've got Troy Fumagalli, Noah Jake Fan, Butt. Jake Butt. Yeah. Wow, that's oh my mm-hmm. gosh. Um, you have uh, oh, you have uh, oh my gosh, OJ OJ Mudia. Yep. They, they yeah. love their Hawkeyes. Yeah, they do love the Hawkeyes. Yeah, that's yes. true. Yeah, Missouri, wow. Utah, and uh, Iowa. Really, most of the Broncos roster is just those three <laughs> universes. All right, Dre, you've been uh, dispatched hey. in the first round. Keep your shirt on. We may uh, be calling you back for something. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> okay. I, I will. I'll stay tuned. All right, Trey. I'll talk to you Thanks, in a little Trey. bit. Uh, all right. Let's go uh, to the final round here of the red zone. It's Mace versus no one, uh, except for me coming up with good questions. Get them, Ryan. This one, I'll be shocked if you get this one. Okay. So uh, no expectations. Four players share the record as a Bronco for two point conversions as a Bronco. Four players share the record. Name oh two of them. <laughs> wow. Two are so legends. One is a is a Ring of Fame caliber player and one I've never heard of. Um Ryan, when he's thinking, can you tell us how many they're tied with? Yes, they all have 3. Mm, okay. 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 Now we we define legends. We're talking about like Hall of Fame caliber type players. I mean, I don't. Wow, give that's too a many pretty big hint, hint there. <laughs> I don't want to give right. too many hints there, but uh, they're legends. Yeah, right. I would. I so would I, say, that, in other words, I would rule out Tim Tebow. Then, in a that legend case. in his own right. He's yeah. he's at, he's trying to get some hints from you, uh, right? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm just trying to make educated guesses here. And the educated guesses I'm going to make are... I've got my two. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say... Demarius Thomas Rod Smith. Okay, neither of those two. I'm okay, not. okay, mine, mine. I'm, I'm going to guess two. And I think this first one is a guarantee. Okay. I'm going to say Terrell Davis. That is correct. Okay, okay. And then the other one, I'm going to say Shannon Sharp. Oh, he's got him. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> hey. That's impressive. You want to try for the third? Um, so not as good, but still really good. And Mace, you guess Rod Smith and who else? Demarius Thomas. Demarius Thomas. Ah, I, I like that one. Um, boy, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Uh, um, 
Oh, Ed McCaffrey? <laughs> Boom. That's oh, wow. yes. <laughs> the fourth, My guy right here. The fourth one, Gene Prabola? Wouldn't have got that. Well, they, 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 had the two point, they had the two-point conversion back in the AFL days, right? Uh, you, you would know more than I. <laughs> Very fair. All right, let's Prabola? go on. G-E-N-E-P-R-E-B-O-L-A. Yeah, well, that okay, yep, that would be nineteen the nineteen sixties. Yep, so that that was when the AFL had the, uh, you know, AFL had tight had a two point conversions back then. So Man. I'm gonna right. take my little victory lap on Lindsay yeah, right there, and that 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 makes up for everything. It that should, it should, yeah. I yeah. mean, you got you got it right out of the box. Impressive, very impressive. All right, Mace, um. Who was the first ever Broncos quarterback to finish a season with a passer rating over 100? Mm. Uh, Brian Greasy. That is correct. Wow. Uh, wow. To, year 2000, Brian Greasy yeah. with a 19 to 4 touchdown to interception ratio. Wow. Yeah. It's he so weird ins- because yeah. I remember his downfall being interceptions. Like in my head, I'm like, ah, he's always throwing picks. Like if it wasn't for that, but what? 19 to four. <laughs> well, think about that year for him it, compared to others. In 1999, of course, that was his first season as a starter. So had had a bit of a rough transition, but also he loses Shannon Sharp. He loses Terrell Davis. So you get to 2000. Shannon had left in free agency, but you get your you you don't have the inconsistency of losing somebody at, at tight end. They they had kind of the the Desmond Clark uh, Dwayne Carswell combination. Rod and and Ed are both terrific that year, mm-hmm. and as and as a result, he really got into a groove in 2000. You go to 01, he loses Ed in week one with that horrific leg injury. Get yep. to 02. Ed is back, but he is not. He's not really Ed McCaffrey. And the other thing, um, you know, of course, that happened that year is that you had a significant injury up front during that season, which affected the protection, which in turn affected Brian Greasy, and that was losing Tom Nalen halfway through the season uh, to an ACL. So Brian Greasy, when everything was right, when when everyone up front did their job in protection, and when the receivers ran the right routes. Brian Greasy was money, but one thing went wrong and it was tough for him to adapt. And that's, that's, that, yeah. that, that's why doing like, he was the ultimate on script quarterback right. Off script. It wasn't there. How many picks did Peyton throw in 2013? Uh, let's gosh, was that, uh, he it got it was double digits, like 10 or yeah. 12. I think I it believe. was 55 to 10. I would, yeah. I would I would venture to guess that that is far and away the least interceptions ever thrown by a Broncos starting quarterback for in a season. Did he start sixteen games? I don't know that for sure. Uh, Brian, he didn't know because he got he got hurt. In fact, he had a, he dealt with an injury late in this mid mid season and late season. He came back for the final game at Mile High in Week Seventeen. Got hurt again. And thus, Gus Farratt had to start the playoff game in Baltimore, and Gus had a really bad day against a great Raven defense. Um, Brian Greasy certainly would have given them a better shot that day than Gus Farratt did. I want to say Greasy had either had eleven starts that mm. year, if I'm not mistaken. Even oh, if you he, prorated, he, he had he had ten. 
Okay. 10. Even if okay. so, yeah, I guess he would have been close to double digits though, but still not double digits. Nope, um, nope, nope. Would have been six or seven. I mean, yeah, that's really impressive. All right, last start, but starting ten games and one point nine touchdowns per game. I mean, let's say he he ends up with seven seven or even eight picks, but also you add you add basically another uh, eleven touchdowns to that. You're talking about a nice little uh, that could have been a nice little thirty to eight ratio. Yeah, for and real. And back in 2000, that would have been that that was amazing. All right, last one. So these are getting harder just because I'm running out of questions. Um, who is the first Bronco to ever have a kick return and a punt return in the same game for a touchdown or just? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, for a touchdown. Sorry. First touch, first Bronco to have a touchdown or, or well, same game. Because they went a long time without having a kickoff return. So, um, uh, Ryan, do you know how many times this has happened? I think only twice. Okay, but uh, okay. maybe only it's only once. But the way the question was phrased, where I found it was, who's the okay. first? Okay, uh, I think it, I know the second. I think yeah, the, the second would be. Well, are we including playoffs? Yeah, I mean, yeah, the second. Okay, we'll, we'll, yeah, because we, we, yeah, we know that Trin and Holiday. Uh, did it, but uh, I'm gonna just guess Gene Mingo. Yeah, that's see that that was the best guess. Uh, the mm-hmm. answer is Al Frazier. Okay. Oh, little yeah. Al. Sounds yeah. more like a jazz artist. To me. <laughs> it does. Um, <laughs> a punt returner slash kicker. But he was yeah. the first one to do it a long time ago. Like I said, I'm running out of questions that are uh, that aren't so difficult. But uh, there you go, um, Zach. You get a bonus point. That is worth absolutely nothing except for pride uh, for getting an answer correct today. Uh, uh, well, that's what I needed rolling into the weekend was some pride. Well, it's a little bit of pride sprinkled on top. All right. Uh, before we jump into our final segment here, which is going to be draft themed once again, we're going to talk uh, about the best Broncos day three steals in the 2000. We're going to draft them. Uh, see who can put together the best team here uh but before shout out to solace Ed, uh one of our new partners down here at dnvr and uh one that some of you i think will enjoy very much they've got four different locations fort collins wheat ridge one off of broadway and one just blocks away from the dnvr bar on east colfax and they're giving away a trip to jamaica boys uh head into any one of their locations in the month of april they even have two locations in oklahoma city if anyone's out there and sign up to win a trip to Jamaica with no purchase necessary. They'll give you all the details on how to enter, or you can visit them at solacemeds.com sweepstakes to find out the rules. That's S-O-L-A-C-E meds.com to find out the result, uh, the rules for a seven-night all-inclusive trip to paradise. Again, a couple locations, but one just down from the DNVR bar on East Colfax. And if you use the code DNVR20, you can save 20 off. Uh, no purchase necessary for the Jamaica trip. Open to legal residents of Colorado and Oklahoma. And it's 43021. Void where prohibited. Man, that sounds absolutely awesome. And what else sounds absolutely awesome is getting 26 to 1 odds. And that's what our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook are offering you in honor of UFC's 261. So 261, they're saying, okay, 26 to 1 odds is what they're going to give you. And what you have to do is bet $5 on either fighter in the main event to win. And if they win, you'll cash $130. That's 26 to 1 odds for you. And there's 
no better way to show your MMA knowledge by getting in on this bet. Five bet five dollars, and if you win, you get a hundred and thirty dollars. And guys, what I love about DraftKings Sportsbook is they give those great deals out for new users all the time, but they also give out great deals for existing users. I mean, every single night you're getting an odds boost on whatever you want, and what that does is that takes like not the best odds, like minus two hundred, and they'll jack it up to plus one fifty on the exact same bet. I love getting in on those. I have so many people sending me odds boosts left and right, and they are fantastic. So make sure to check out DraftKings Sportsbook for this weekend's UFC 261 title fight. And also for the Nuggets tonight, Avs getting back in it, looking good last night. Anything you want to get in on DraftKings as. So head to the App Store now. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to turn that $5 into $130 in free bets. If the title contender of your choice wins, place the bet, watch the fist fly, and bring home $130 in free bets. For a limited time only, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Also want to tell you about the newest big thing over at Rugby Town USA in beautiful Glendale, and that is the Colorado XOs, which is the new rugby venture and team. The Colorado XOs are athletes who have competed at the highest level of their respective sports, and now they're taking their talents to rugby. These guys come from backgrounds in football, basketball, baseball, wrestling, soccer, and track, and they possess the necessary raw skills to excel at the game of rugby. And by placing these former athletes in a full-time rugby training environment, Rugby Town USA hopes to expedite their development and inject the U.S. national team with elite talent, which will help them compete on the global stage and hopefully someday ultimately win the Rugby World Cup. They had two matches earlier this month. More are coming, so check your calendars to find out when the Colorado XOs are going to play next. And what's even better is our guy Colton Strickler has it all covered for you with the weekly DNBR Rugby Podcast. Hit that subscribe button. And you know what? If you were an athlete, you didn't get that ticket you wanted in your sport, check out the opportunities at Infinity Park. You might find out that rugby revives your athletic career and could be your next ride. So if you want to learn more about rugby and you want to get in on that, Follow the DMVR Rugby account. Listen to Colton Strickler's podcast. You can forget the rugby, the down, the you can get the lowdown on rugby. Pardon me with Colton's one on one rugby one on one podcast. He's even got betting advice for all the super rugby action going on in the Southern Hemisphere right now. It started up a couple of months ago. So check out everything going on at DNVR Rugby and subscribe to the DNVR Rugby podcast. All right, boys, let's get into it. Uh, another draft here. And this mm-hmm. one was fun. So the, the way this is, is the great Broncos day three gem draft. A little bit of a mouthful there. Um, but you guys don't have to say it. Only I do. Um, the great Broncos day three gem draft. And one we're more doing time. Since the great Broncos <laughs> day three gem draft. Uh, we're doing uh, since 2000 to, uh, to narrow the board a little bit here. So we don't go crazy. Who has the first pick this week? I, think I, I believe do. it's. I think it's me. I don't think I've had the first pick in a long time. I haven't Unless, either. Mace, you, okay, Mace, you're up. You get the first pick. Who are okay. you going with? All right. I'm you know, looking this long this, and hard. I was definitely second last week, but that's okay. I, <laughs> I don't mind being second. No, Ryan, you, I, I can do second. doesn't matter. Well, then it's out of order. <laughs> do we want to just do rock paper scissors shoot to decide who goes on who goes first? No, let, let's just let it let it fly. Let it fly. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Okay. 
<sighs> First up, and of course we're talking about guys who would be picked on day three today because for a long time in this, you only had two days of the draft. It was rounds one, two, and three on day one, and then uh, four through seven on day two. I kind of missed that. I think the three days kind of drags it out a little bit. But that's just kind of we're only extra. doing back to two thousand, right? Right. Yes. yes. Yeah. So these rounds four through seven, and a lot of good candidates, but. The one that jumps out to me, guys, is somebody who you could make an argument for being in the ring of fame, somebody who is who's in the top, basically top three, top four, four as far as his position in terms of productivity with the Broncos, and that is a fourth-round pick in 06, Elvis Doomerville. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think he was the pretty consensus number one yeah. overall pick here. Um, yeah. And I'm interested to see where things go after that because I don't think it's too. quite as easy after that. But for me, uh, with the number two pick, I've got a guy who I think you could make the argument was the most talented player at his position in Broncos history. Um, and he, you know, had some issues, little things here and there. But mm-hmm. this guy was an absolute freak when he set foot on the field as Brandon Marshall. Uh, out of UCF, um, the all-time leader in receptions in a game for the Broncos, also second all-time in receptions in a game for the Broncos. When he was out there, the quarterback was looking for him, and he was insane. Hopefully um, people who are voting on this know that I'm talking about Brandon Marshall, the wide receiver. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to make sure they know, they think it's uh, the linebacker because I can't believe that I just bowed down to you guys and let you get that first pick when it should have been me and let you get that second pick when it should have been me because those are the best two picks right there. You got them. And so me, I'm going to go to a guy that was the rookie of the year as a rookie with the Denver Broncos. I'm going to go for a guy that was a thousand yard rusher twice for the Denver Broncos. I'm going to go with sixth round running back. No, not Terrell Davis. Cause that's going back too far. Mike Anderson mm. for my first pick. I mean, Mike Anderson was a very good player here, but he had two incredible years, including his rookie year when he went for almost 1500 yards on the ground and 15 touchdowns, man. Great that's pick. I, pick. I don't know what happened. I think I just forgot to look at year 2000. I think you might have got the number two pick there. Um, oh, wow. I think that's a great pick. All right. Now I think things get a little more muddled. Oh, and is it me? I that, yeah, I guess up. that's the advantage now. Yeah, and I do agree. I, I, I had those guys as my easy top three picks. But now it does get more muddled. And man, right now... Uh, I'm not exactly sure where to go. I'm going to go with a guy I think will have the fans a little more excited here. And I'm going to go with Danny Trevathan here with this pick. I I was down between two people. I'll let you know who the other one is in a little bit. But I'm going to go with Danny T. That was a great pick. And you're right in terms of fan support. Oh, but I am going back to the talent well here. Mm. I got to go talent. I got to go with a guy who was an absolute mismatch nightmare when he was out there on the field. I got to go Julius Thomas here with my second pick. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Ryan, in terms of talent, you've you've got the the two top ones right here. Yeah, I think so too. I think that's going to help me. 
Yeah, but the thing with uh, Brandon Marshall though is that like it was only four. It was only four years with the Broncos, although that's as many as uh, Julius Thomas had. He dealt with injuries for a while. So I mean, are we talking about what they did as Broncos or just kind of, kind of how freaking talented they were? That's that's the only thing that. And that's why I went with Doom over Marshall is because Doom just did more here than Brandon did. No, I mean, yeah. it, I'm it, I'm totally yeah. just going for what I think yeah. the fans are going to like and the flashy yeah. talent picks. And, I think and, might have them won over. And what yeah. what's what? Why I went Danny T over Julius T is because I think people remember Danny T in such a favorable. I mean, they still want the Broncos to bring him back now. Julius, I'm counting on the fact that fans will remember how he left and it just being a very bad situation mm-hmm. yeah it didn't but end ryan all talent talent you've nailed it uh yeah. kale just for uh correct uh sake it's u.s not a.s j-u-l-i u.s thomas yeah. u.s all there right well if it's not gonna be day trevathan then i've got to go with another guy from, uh, mm-hmm. from that great defense and it's a guy who uh who actually was on the board with a huge play in Super Bowl 50, and that was Malik Jackson, who yep. yeah. the, the Broncos, of course, they had to decide between Malik Jackson and Derek Wolf. They were in a cap crunch. They couldn't keep both. They kept Wolf, which was fine. But Malik Jackson, man, the, the back half of 2014 and throughout the 2015 season, he was special as an interior rusher. And, you know, as important as DeMarcus Ware and Von Miller were on the edge, it was also the interior push of Wolf and Malik Jackson just working so well together that really wreaked havoc, especially you think back to that AFC Championship game against uh, against the New England Patriots and Tom Brady and Malik just being constantly in the backfield and forcing Brady off the spot, direct, disrupting his timing. Uh, I, I loved watching Malik. It, that was one of those guys where it broke my heart to see him leave. Yeah, I mean, he was really, really good. And obviously, you know, a lot of people thought it came down to him or Wolf staying. Um, Mm -hmm. He was never going to take the type of hometown discount that Derek Wolf did. But a lot of people disappointed, you know, kind of that the Broncos ended up with Wolf and not Malik Jackson. Mm -hmm. Although Malik also never went on to be right. nearly as productive as he was that year no. for the Broncos. Yeah. No, he he got the cash, that's for sure. And guys, I was so bummed about Malik leaving. I called his replacement Malik when uh, uh, first when they drafted DeMarcus Walker and yeah. uh so by DeMarcus Walker, sorry I called you Malik the day after you were drafted. Oh, uh, that was so great. <laughs> and and now we have DeMarcus Walker's uh replacement as it were because Walker didn't do well and then they they got Dr- Draymond Jones. I mean, that's just Ah, just Malik keeps on Jones. Yeah. <laughs> so moving on to third round here. I mean, there are there are some good options. This isn't going to be a, a sexy pick, but somebody who was really good for most of his time with the Broncos. Don't do it to me. Don't do it to me. Was Matt Paradis? <laughs> oh yes. <as> yes. A <laughs> That's a great pick. It is a great pick. Yeah. And, and and you could make the arg and certainly I think you could make the argument in a very valid one that uh, he's on on a perennial basis he's the best center the Broncos have had since Tom Nalen retired and uh, I thought could have been on a Nalen like trajectory but uh, Broncos chose to, to to let him walk in free agency he's now with the Carolina Panthers but uh, 
Paradis doing what he did, he spent, of course, one year on the practice squad. And then in 2015, stepping in as a week one starter and really never looking like a rookie or first year starter uh, when he stepped out there, had the poise and presence of a seasoned veteran, allowed him to to, to kind of establish his place. So I, 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 it's, again, not sexy, but Matt Paradis was a, was a great day three pick for the Broncos. Yeah, he was probably the most productive and like solid player left on my list, but mm-hmm. there's just like a, a cacophony here of uh, fan favorites left, oh. and mm-hmm. I I don't know which one I want to take. <laughs> I want to know this cacophony that we've got going. Is that did I use the right word there? Is that a lot? I think so. Yeah, okay. uh, I always get scared when I use big words. Um, I am going to take uh, David Brood. <laughs> okay, okay, yep, yep. That's a uh, a very good one. Of course, a fourth round pick. I, I like that. Big big time fan favorite, and also teammate favorite, organization favorite. Yeah. David Bruton. You know, when you said fan favorite, I thought you were going to dip into the Peyton Hillis well. So I thought about Peyton Hillis. He was part of the group there. Um, <laughs> I I don't I so we put him in our list of like Broncos fan favorites on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Uh and he didn't really get much support uh from Ooh. people there. Um so maybe we, I was off on thinking that he was a fan favorite. I was thinking this about Peyton Hillis too, guys. He had less than 400 rushing yards in his career at the Broncos. I cannot bl- I thought there was a 1000-yard year in there. Yeah, it did come. It was just the next year in in uh, Cleveland. And yeah. got him on the that- cover of Madden. Yep. And you, <laughs> yep. And you know, Zach, there's only one name I want to hear come from your lips right now. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, let's yeah. see. Let's see what's here. We got Peyton Hills on the board. I'm not going him because less than 400 rushing yards. We have Will Parks on uh-huh. the board, a big time fan, fan favorite. favorite. Maybe I should go that route. We've got Connor McGovern. I don't think fan favorite, but very strong. I would never say anything against Connor McGovern. Uh, and we also, guys, have Chris Cooper, who was a longtime start, you know, five oh. or six year starter on the Broncos offensive line. Now one of their coaches, but guys. Come yep. on. Yep. Seventh round pick. The <laughs> best, the most winning quarterback the Broncos have had since Peyton Manning left. Give me Trevor oh, Simeon, baby. Wow, Let's thank go. You. Thank no. you for staying on brand, Zach. Thank you. Oh, man. I mean, heart. a quarterback. The best. Val- Is this the best value quarterback pick the Broncos have ever had? Um. Yeah. I mean, yes. he's already like a top three drafted quarterback in Broncos <laughs> history. Uh, am I wrong there? Like, No. You got Jay yeah. Cutler. Tim mm-hmm. Tebow, maybe. Tim, yeah. Uh, yeah I, don't know. <laughs> I mean, it, Drew Locke is in the mix. Yep, yep, um, yep. Well, when you also, look at, uh, yeah. Kale just not in his bag today when it comes to spelling. S-I-E-M-I-A-N. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put that disrespect on my guy, Trev. We, you know, we can just call him Trev. Everyone knows who that is when it's associated with my name. I didn't even put Trevor Simeon on my board. No, I know you didn't. I and it, it fell perfectly to be the very last pick. Wasn't he the second to last pick in the draft? That sounds so. about right. I've got it right here in front of me. Um, Trevor Simeon. No, uh, oh. yeah, there were actually two other Broncos drafted right after him. 
Um, oh. It went Trevor Simeon, Torian Nixon, Josh Furman. The Broncos had three picks in a row in the seventh round. Oh, it was oh a nightmare. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that awful. is a nightmare. <laughs> I mean, and I mean, I'll, the guy I was really intrigued by was Josh Furman. And but he was a he was a tweener safety kind of linebacker, uh, but really did not flourish uh, uh, at either position. And he didn't even make it out of camp. Of course, remember with Tory and Nixon, they had that thing for Tulane cornerbacks Doss, because they yeah. had Tory Nixon and they had <laughs> they had Lorenzo Doss a, as well. So, but yeah, I mean, set, I ca- set, yeah, I notably called. Uh, Lorenzo Doss, the heir to the throne in the in the no fly zone. <laughs> I was wrong about that. Well, maybe he could still be the heir, just maybe a couple of years. Yeah, or he's like you know the heir in the sense that he's like a like he's like the Billy Madison, right? He's a screw up, but he's still <laughs> right. the heir. Right. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh all right. And, wow. Yeah. This is going to be interesting to see who this one. I usually feel like I know who's going to win. Um, I don't feel like I know this one. Wait, what was last week's draft? We had cities, uh, cities road trips. Yes, all right. road who won? Trips who narrowly won? the Zach champion. Oh, you right. finally at won him. one. I forgot. <laughs> hey, oh, I'm that the that champ right now. Yeah. <laughs> you can't be talking about the reigning champ like that. Yeah, you got the sp- the spring break, Zach, as Adam calls you. Yeah. <laughs> you know something, Zach. One more thing about Trevor Simeon. As I was researching draft quarterbacks of the last uh, uh, few decades, 35 quarterbacks taken in round seven since 1990. And Trevor Simeon, with 25 career starts, has more starts than all but two seventh round quarterbacks wow. taken in the last 25 years. The ones with more are Matt Castle and Fitzmagic himself. That is good value for the pick. Absolutely. That is. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Who do you, who's your prediction? Do you think you're going to win Zach? I think I'm going to win. I think, I think I'm going to get enough Trevor Simeon people behind me to push me through. Mace, do you think you're going to win? Um, I think I should win, but I also acknowledge <laughs> that uh, a draft that, that Elvis Dumerville is just far enough in the rearview mirror to maybe be a little bit forgotten and that people, unfortunately people maybe forget about how great Elvis Dumerville was as an edge rusher. And he, mm-hmm. he was, and I, I would say that Von Miller maybe doesn't become Von Miller without Elvis Dumerville on the other side to kind of take the pressure off of Von early. And then, so, but people remember the facts thing and that, you know, that was no fault of his own. And it was, you know, just a kind of colossal screw up on his agent's part on a little bit on the Broncos part for leaving to the last minute, but that sticks in people's minds. And uh, yet he was a, he was a great player for the Broncos while he was here. And uh, you know, you look back on, there were some shaky defenses while, while Elvis was here. And you, know, you looked at that. There were two great players for a while and they were Elvis and champ. And so I hope he gets love Malik Jackson. I, I, I feel very strongly about him as a second, as a second round pick, but I think RK, you're going to win because you get oh. Julius Thomas in there, and that's a, <laughs> Julius is a sexy choice, even though yeah. he hated blocking with the fire of a thousand suns. You remember what kind of re- weapon he was in the red zone? He was tremendous. There was that two year burst where he was basically uncoverable in the red zone. 
Yep, absolutely. Well, I think it'll be close. I think it's our closest race yet. Yeah. Uh, so we'll find out. Uh, but wow, an hour and 45 minutes in, the uh, diehard pod fans will love this. Um, <laughs> this is going to wrap it up for us. Uh, on another week of the DNVR Broncos podcast and another week of Three Ring Circus. Uh, thank you to our guests. I say guests when it was really just Andre. Andre filled in for himself. <laughs> he filled in for Henry. And he filled in for Brett. Uh, so shout out to Andre for uh, coming through for us. And shout out to Green Mountain Dental Group for being the best damn family-owned dentist group in the, me- in the metro area. Uh, schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam and get a free Sonicare toothbrush and join the family over at Green Mountain Dental Group. But, yeah, for my friends here, Mace and Zach, uh, we thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll catch you guys next week. Take you back one last time